Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Back to hashtag real life podcast with Abby and Danielle. We are back. Uh, another week, another episode. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What have you been up to this week, Danielle? I mean, this week has been kind of a funny one. I mean, it's been like, um, we're in June now. It's getting a lot nicer outside. I think I'm finally like getting used to it being almost summer. So it's very interesting because definitely times in Chicago have been quite hot and I need to really take uh, inventory of my wardrobe and just really realize that I have way too many sweaters and not enough things for summer because I'm constantly sweating. So I need to make sure that I like figure out what I'm going to wear every single day. Um, But I mean, other than that, I'm just kind of like, you know, seeing what's out there, like seeing the world and just kind of enjoying it because I mean, Chicago's about to reopen back up. I mean, we've lifted a lot of COVID restrictions, which is crazy. I mean, I know we had many moments when we've been sitting back in our chairs thinking like, when is this day going to come where, you know, restaurants can be open again and, you know, people can go to baseball games and stuff like that. And it's finally now. And I think it's very interesting because it's, you know, everyone's been talking about how to get back to normal and, you know, bunny quotes kind of thing. And just kind of like, what is normal? Like, what, what do you feel is normal for you, Abby? Like, how do you, how's yeah. soda like? Yeah. I can't remember if I've said this already, but like D and I were talking just the other day that we've spent a majority of our lives not masked. And now that the mask restrictions are like slowly, but surely coming off, like you can go into target unmasked if you're fully vaccinated, but it still feels weird to like, let go of that, like safety blanket a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, this week was just crazy in general, as usual, it's fucking hot here today, mm-hmm. like hundreds of degrees. Uh, and yeah, the masks were like, I still have to wear them at work and it was not fun, but I'm really, really looking forward to more things being just getting, getting back to normal. Right. And whatever that, that means, I think it'll be different for everyone. Um, but yeah, this week, I mean, Danielle and I figured today we'd talk about just random things that are going on in, in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, which I'm so excited. I've been like angsty to talk about it but the friends reunion we Woo! finally have both watched yes not wait yeah. to talk about it yes and then we also just wanted to talk about you know random things in the news right i think danielle i'm not a bachelor person but danielle had some things she wanted to bring up uh i love learning about the royals and so like harry megan all that drama i don't know i just googled it earlier today so we'll see what our two cents is about it uh and yeah just just random things so hang hang tight we have a lot of cool interviews upcoming in the next few weeks but just hang out with us for today yeah we're really excited I mean another thing is a funny moment that I think from the normal COVID aspect I think the biggest thing that's going to be normal as me being a person that's in a very large city is going to be public transportation. I mean, I'm just, I'm just going to put this out here again. It's kind of really weird being back on a bus or a train where you're like just standing next to sweaty people. I mean, that's just, it sounds really, really gross, but like, I I do not envy you. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's weird. Like, can I talk about the fact that 
and I'm sure all listeners, like people who live in the city are going to realize this moment, but people who don't live in the city are going to be like, why do you do this? But the fact that there was a time where you would sit on a train or sit on a bus and you would basically be in someone's armpit, you know, or you could like, or you could hear what someone like you could hear that someone didn't have breakfast, you know, like, or you could hear how loud their music was. And that was normal. That is insane to me. Um, I'm not really looking forward to that. I know that was like just kind of a weird tangent, but I'm not looking forward to being in people's armpits anymore. Like I'm hey, just saying that. It's what is going on for you this week. I think, <laughs> exactly. I mean, Another, I mean, another thing I did want to bring up and I forgot to mention it. I said right before we started recording, but I did like a little new moon meditation. Today is the new moon solar eclipse. Uh, So I did a new moon meditation and apparently it's also mercury retrograde. So like technology, communication, all that's wonky, right? And then we have this new moon eclipse, which I mean, I'm not an astrology like expert. I just love learning about it, but it's just bringing lots of crazy energy. And yeah, this week at work has been crazy. Our fridge, like I'm not even fully in my nutrition manager role yet. And I've had to already make so many decisions at work. Our fridge in the dining room, like went kaput. We had to throw away thousands of dollars of food. (laughs) Uh, And I got a phone call like 7.30 AM telling me like, Hey, what should we do? And I'm like, Oh, in the stars i don't know refrigerator <laughs> issues it's it's in the stars like what if you just said to a handyman like that showed up that was ready to fix your fridge i'm sorry it's like mercury retrograde like i just oh. don't know what's happening like i don't know I, what they can't even say <laughs> i say that to my site director a lot like we'll complain about the internet or something is going on i was like well you know it's mercury retrograde and she just laughs at me and myself and another one of our coworkers are super into astrology and they just like lump us together like oh yeah she says that too (laughs) (laughs) and it's just kind of like one of those you put your hands up in the moment and you're like universe what is happening why is this happening and i mean yeah it's really in the grand scheme of things not that serious but it's still like But in my like research of like what this like new moon, it's in Gemini. Um, I don't know really a whole lot about what that means, but of course, the Gemini the, season, <laughs> the theme, Gemini season. I have, I have my thoughts about it just because I'm a Taurus and I like basically I'm like bookend with the Gemini's and the Aries, but like it's a, it's a wild time. But anyway, Gemini, Gemini is crazy. So my best friends are Gemini's, but <laughs> apparently Virgo, I'm a Virgo. Virgos and Gemini's are not supposed to get along, apparently. I don't know. Either way, but what I thought was really cool, tying it back to this podcast, is in my research of like, okay, like what are some like affirmations or things I can say like during my meditation? And the quote was, thoughts create reality. And I was like, how perfect that this podcast has, like it came from literally a thought of us being like, what would that be like if we just started talking into microphones every week? Mm-hmm. It's really interesting that you say that because there is, I don't know, I I go on these weird like YouTube rabbit holes and like, I don't know. And I was listening to just all these like different like, you know, manifestation things. And I can't remember if it was like a Will Smith quote or something, but it was basically like, you No, know, I love Will Smith. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> but it was like, it was either Will Smith or Jim Carrey. I don't know. Cause I'm sure you heard that. He's okay um, too. Yeah. I'm sure you heard that interview with 
that he had with Oprah, where it was like he wrote on a check, like how much he wanted to make and in so long of time. And then he like kept the check with him forever and it went through all these weathered storms. And then eventually it, you know, became a reality. And I mean, that it's so interesting because it's so powerful to think about that, but it is really like you can manifest these things in your mind, you know? And it's it's really, really difficult to get to that point to be like, okay, I, I believe it, I can do it, I can see it because it is, it's really, really hard, you know, if like things that you can't touch and things that you can't see, like sometimes it's difficult to get yourself there, but the fact that you, your mind is such a, such a tool, you know, like it's such, it gets you places, I guess, if that makes sense. It, yeah, it does. And I mean, like real talk, like, I, the more I've gotten into, yeah, like manifestation work, meditation, like, of course, like just thinking I want $10,000 won't give it to us, but getting into that like mindset and then like setting goals towards it for sure can Mm -hmm. help. And not even going to lie for this, uh, for this new job that I, uh, am in now, I had written down, like, I will create the job that I want and deserve and like did like a little ritual with it and a few weeks later here I am exactly yeah it just it helps you like remind yourself like okay what is that goal I'm working on what are small things I can do each day Mm -hmm. to to meet that so yeah that's our astrology news (laughs) right exactly (laughs) I mean we you know sometimes you just go down the astrology rabbit hole it's just (laughs) what it is (laughs) it's it's my my new favorite thing so it's fun if anything it's fun Exactly. Oh, I, mean, you- I mean, I know you were saying you don't watch The Bachelor and you probably don't even want like <laughs> Bachelor news and no one probably does, but I'm giving it to you anyway. Um, I mean, educate it, me. Exactly. I mean, it was pretty funny today was, uh, or not today, a couple days ago was the season series or season premiere of the new Bachelorette, which I mean, is really, really funny because I've talked about it before. It's kind of interesting because the fact that Bachelor Nation is the largest longest running shows right now and it's crazy um there I mean I was walking down the street with one of my friends and you there were people behind us that were talking about it like they were talking about they're like oh yeah what do you think about what do you think is going to happen this season and there's people talking about at work and all those different things so it's out there like even though people don't you know, want to be associated with it. Sometimes it it just, it's happening. It's part of pop culture. Um, I mean, the new season, we had all the limo entrances and all of those type of things, which was pretty funny. I mean, Taysha and Caitlin Bristow were the new host. Chris Harrison is out for good. I mean, because- Yes, I I do know about that storyline. Exactly. Good riddance. Exactly. Uh, and then who are the other people? Um, <laughs> Tasha, <laughs> who is the second Black Bachelorette, and then Caitlin Bristow, which I don't know. She was oh, some season. She was but... on Dancing with the Stars, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, she's on Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> That's how I know. Yeah, she just got engaged. She's a cool chick. Um, but they... <laughs> Yeah. And it was two girls that did, um, that were the hosts, which I think is really, really great because, you know, you're seeing, you're seeing, um, like a bachelorette's love story. So it's probably kind of difficult to talk to another white man about, like, you know, like, okay, this is what I want in my love story. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I think it's, I think it shows a totally different dynamic. So it's, it's probably going to be ridiculous. Like it is everything single year. It's definitely going to be full on clickbait, but I think it's, it'll be, it'll be interesting. And I mean, this 
episode will drop a few weeks out, so it's not going to be spoiler alerts, but I mean, I guess if anyone watches The Bachelor, spoiler alert, but like, wasn't there like specific drama? Because like I told you, I had work friends talking about it yesterday or today, uh, yeah. but they were just like, yeah, Bachelor, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, huh? I mean, I honestly don't really think that there's specific drama. I just think like that's how Bachelor Nation is. It's just straight drama, like 24-7. So I don't even really think it was like anything specific. And maybe I'm just like, I totally overlooked it. But I truly honestly just think it was just like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the greatest season yet. Like I just I feel like that was <laughs> what it was. What season is it even on? Oh, uh, like 26, 27, 28 or something like that. Well, they do multiple a year, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know maybe something that you're thinking is kind of exciting. So for Bachelor in Paradise, there's going to be Titus Andromedon, um, David Spade, and Lance Ooh, Bass. Like and Lance Bass. So, I mean, like, okay. what a wild cast. Um, that is wild. So, I mean, now that Chris Harrison, Chris Harrison is done, done, done out of the Bachelor franchise, that's that's kind of what they're rolling with so I mean yeah that's just how that's that's my hot take on that (laughs) here is what I know about the bachelor uh or bachelorette too whatever uh on SNL they do funny skits uh with if they ever have like a super like handsome dude hosting uh they'll do like a skit of like a bunch of the cast members like pretending to be girls and just being like kind of like traditional like stereotypical ditzy blonde and I am blonde so I can say that (laughs) um I don't want to offend any of my fellow blondes out there we are not all ditzy and blonde but the stereotype right and they it's so funny because they'll just come be like this is nice and like it's like the dumbest like conversation Mm -hmm. but I always giggle at that but I'm also someone who's a diehard Saturday Night Live fan and love it even when everyone else hates it so (laughs) exactly sometimes you gotta like be a stand for things like even though the crowd just isn't really feeling it like sometimes you gotta just watch it I mean that's the reason why I watch I mean I watch Dawson's Creek still and like Vampire Diaries I mean come on (laughs) so good so so good exactly (laughs) oh well and then I know we both had to kind of Google the whole Harry, Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, baby drama, Mm -hmm. um, because I initially thought the drama was the middle name or the second first name, right, being Diana, which I thought was so cool, um, because I am a Princess Diana fan through and through, Um, but then was, like we were saying earlier, we Googled (laughs) a little bit did some of our amateur research because we do not get paid for this we just do this for fun (laughs) um apparently the first name and what was it again I'm now googling (laughs) the first name of Lolita La you're really butchering this aren't you (laughs) I really really am Lilibet and I am also probably butchering that is apparently and you guys already probably all know this, so I'm just speaking to the choir here, but it was the Queen's childhood nickname, which I immediately heard and was like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Like so many people name their babies after their grandparents or whatnot, but yeah, the Royals do things staunchly. Well, and also, I mean, like, I feel like in general, 
for us, that seems like a rite of passage, you know what I mean? Or it seems like we said, it seems like such an honor and something that could be, uh, I don't know, it's, it's an exciting thing for generations to pass down, but obviously in general, you know, the Royals do things very differently than we do. And it's just, it's very much a cultural, a cultural thing that we're probably never really going to truly understand, but it's, it's unfortunate that it, it, you know, it be is such an intense situation and, you know, everyone's kind of up in arms with a lot of it because you just kind of want Megan and Harry to like, just live, like, just let yeah. them live, you know, like, just let them like have their little royal, non-royal babies and like. Royal, non-royal babies. Right. She's, she's oh. went through enough. They went through enough. Like, let God. Yeah. I, I mean yeah I again am always late to the things and so the crown I watched all the seasons in COVID Mm -hmm. and so you know I was excited to get to the Princess Diana part because again growing up knowing about who she was and then learning about the crash but like getting behind the scenes and of course I know it's like fictional based on real but probably a lot fictional yeah it's just so interesting to see and hear how old school the British Royals are mm-hmm. even in the 21st century. It's, it's crazy to me. Well, so yeah, I, Oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was thinking like, how did you feel? Have you finished it yet? Or have you gotten like the crown? You, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So how did you feel like during, I mean, obviously with your profession and everything, how did you feel with like all the princess Diana stuff with like her eating disorder and like just going through like what she went through? Like, how did you feel about that? I mean, obviously it's awesome yeah. to show, but like, how did, sure. what kind of happened to you during that? Yeah. I've talked with a lot of my coworkers about that and, you know, they obviously put trigger warnings at the beginning, which I thought was great. Um, and it's very well known that like now, right mm-hmm. at the time it wasn't well known, but it's known now, like looking back on her story, that that was a part of her story, um, and just overall mental health. But I found the depiction, like, of course it was sad, like, especially like bulimia. Uh, I mean, every eating disorder is super extreme. And like, I thought it was great to depict that, um, especially because I think the stereotype is that people with bulimia are living in larger bodies, whereas like the stereotypical person with anorexia looks a certain way. So I think it helped or could help reduce like the stigma that, you know, eating disorders don't look the same in everybody. And that, yeah, Princess Diana even struggled. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm glad that they didn't not like share that because that is a, her mental health was a huge part of just that whole timeline. Um, and I don't know, watching the crown, actually, I know we weren't saying we were going to watch it, but it's, it's Harry Megan or yeah. talk about it, but the show actually allowed me to have somewhat uh, compassion for Camilla a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, my take is that the evil, uh, and I guess maybe I shouldn't, uh, uh, down him because he had recently just passed but the, uh the queen's late husband is kind of the <laughs> the villain in the whole yeah. story to, to be honest that was yeah. my take mm-hmm. hopefully the royals don't come after our small 
infancy. Oh, God, of the I hope they don't. <laughs> like, I mean, I also think like, I think it was really great to show um, from a mainstream perspective too. I mean, I think it's, I think period pieces like that are always really good to show just so like everyone can kind of get more of an understanding of what's been going around in the world. Um, I also think it was, it was really great to shed light on the mental health aspect of it completely, you know, and just because so many people do idolize Princess Diana, I think it was really great that um, they were able to show that side of her, just like the more raw side and like the really, really intense side of like who she really was and how things were really affected. And I think that also really translates into like real life in certain ways too, you know, like even though, um, you know, she was in the royal family and everything, I feel like there are a lot of people that experience a lot of extreme pressures, like from their families or from, you know, their friends or from the media and obviously, or not from the media, like if they're not a celebrity or something, but they experience a lot of hardships from the people around them. And sometimes it can be like very hidden, you know, and obviously like she did hide it very well, but also at the same time, like the family kind of like didn't really cover it up but they were just kind of like yeah that's just what she does like she's just sad you know and I think like I think it was really great to see now in like this time to kind of like shed light on some of those different topics you know yeah that's honestly what I took from the crown is that it is just generation after generation of mental health issues and um like what you know these like public figures, their expectations, like how that takes a toll on their mental health and like having to have this, you know, persona to the masses and yet their, their personal lives, like we might from the outside think it's like glamorized, but their personal lives are actually quite different. Like I became a huge fan of Princess Margaret after the crowd. I like loved her. She was just her own thing, daring to be different. Loved it. Um, and the actress who played her in uh, season three and four, um, yeah. who did Bellatrix from Harry Potter, I just love her. So, <laughs> well, and I think it's also just kind of like um, just knowing that everyone's a person. You know, it doesn't matter like how how popular they are, how much stardom they have, you know, how much money they have. Like everyone, are, you know, people are still people, and people go through really really hard times and like sometimes it's not known and sometimes it is very known but I think it's it is that kind of like it gives you that reality check again of like treat people the way you want to be treated they're not treat people the way you want to be treated but just like you never know someone else's story you know and you never know what's going on so you kind of have to really be really cognizant of that type of thing yeah and I mean in the Oprah interview Harry and Megan were well Harry specifically was very candid that yeah, what his mom went through, he was seeing it like mirrored in Megan, which, oh my God, I just got goosebumps. Like, and I'm not oh, even lying, man. but, but it was so true. Like her own mental health and just her struggles with postpartum and the lack of just assistance. Like it's so hard as, I mean, as someone who struggles with anxiety, have just have struggled with depression in the past. Like it is so hard to ask for help or ask or to even know that what you're going through is different or like could be something that could be treated. And so, yeah, to think that she did try and reach out and then wasn't getting assistance is so scary. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because yeah postpartum is no joke and yeah it sounds like she was not being treated appropriately like medication wise or just mental health wise and that's so 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 scary and Mm -hmm. yeah that hopefully that shed light on a lot of mamas out there uh and anyone who struggles with depression postpartum or any kind to to definitely ask for help right exactly and I mean I think um and I think again it it gives that human factor once again it Mm -hmm. gives it humanizes them you know it's not just really fancy weddings and you know titles and all those things it humanizes and is like hey everyone struggles through things you know and just kind of like the telltale signs like even if you don't know but just kind of like knowing that people everyone's going through random random shit like all the time you know and just kind of like to make sure to give a helping hand when you can you know for sure for sure yeah so I mean I don't know what the end is and maybe by the time this podcast airs or this episode airs there will be uh more chapters to the story but yeah I just find it interesting that there, there just seems to be, I just can't imagine living a life like that where every move of mine is covered and like picked apart in the media. Well, it's kind of like, I mean, I know we like kind of bash on them a little bit on one of our other episodes, but it's kind of like the Kardashians, you know, like I, I mean, I went down a a Kardashian rabbit hole and got super, super sucked in because originally again, like the bachelor, I was like, I'm not doing this. Like everyone's into this. This is so annoying. Like this is, this is just all a show, blah, blah, blah. But then I like took a step back and I was like, but I want to see how this happens. Like, I want to see how they got so ingrained in our society. Like I, I have to know, like, I want to figure this out. So I was like, okay, oh. like I'm going to watch from the beginning. <laughs> like I got to yeah. get it. I'm, I'm the one who did the Instagram versus reality yeah. to, to that. And yeah, I am the same. I used to watch the Kardashians cause it was right. Like just like lighthearted E mm-hmm. <laughs> entertainment. Yeah. Uh, it played a lot of reruns of sex in the city. And then, and then the Kardashians would be on there and yeah, they're part of our pop culture. And yeah, I, I also want to say too, like, again, being an an anti-diet dietitian, like I say that I'm against, I'm not against people who want or who want to lose weight, or I'm not against the people who get sucked into diet culture. Cause we all do. It's the system that I'm anti against, right? Like yeah. the system that makes Kim Chloe, um, Courtney, I almost forgot her name, all of them. Right. I I'm against a system that makes them feel like they have to look a certain way. Like a few weeks ago, uh, there was a whole thing with Chloe, uh, upset that a leaked photo got shared on Instagram that she hadn't gotten filtered. And so many people were like, but that's a beautiful photo, like show the raw realness. And yet I mean, I can't imagine just the like fat shaming mm-hmm. comments that she's had to deal with, right? Like I haven't lived in that mm-hmm. and and just weight stigmatizing things that have made her want to change her body, do that, oh, that horrible show, Revenge Body. Mm-hmm. Like I can't imagine. And so, I mean, the pressures in the spotlight, like that sucks. And yet like, I just wish more people in the spotlight would 
do more like mental health awareness. I mean, like, yeah, Jamila Jamil. I mean, there are a lot of people who do really cool advocacy and use their platforms. Like, yeah, Jamila Jamil um, said like, she doesn't allow anyone to Photoshop her. So like, even when she was on the good place, mm-hmm. like if other characters on a billboard were Photoshopped, she's like, no, I, I don't want to be. And granted, she also lives in a thin body. So like mm-hmm. that's different, but yeah. Well, and also, I mean, also, also, I mean, I think the thing with Chloe, I do believe that she posted a photo at one point in time too, that was kind of like, I've spent my entire life being called certain names over and over and over again. So also for her, like from the mental health standpoint too, like, I'm sure she also just doesn't know how to like, like no matter what body she's in, she's automatically going to be scrutinized no matter how it is you know and and that's that's so sad like that's so sad that that's how things are and I mean I'm not saying that there aren't things that they haven't done that have caused like problems but also again to my point they're still people you know what I mean like they still have issues they still have problems they still have things that they go to I mean I'm sure like their therapists need multiple therapists you know what I mean like or they that's probably another thing too where they're probably in senses like the royal family where they feel like they can't talk to anyone because they're in this world where bubble they're in the bubble where like they don't know who to trust they don't know who to talk to they don't know you know they don't know someone wants them for money they don't know someone wants them for this like blah 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 like all those things and that's that's all the that's all they know and I think it's very very interesting and I think I think it's I think from so many angles it's so fascinating to know that like their family has just like indoctored themselves into our world in so many facets and it's so wild to think of I mean like we've just now spent like a couple of minutes on our podcast talking about you know what I mean like that's 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 the point that I'm getting at is that they're it's it's wild how ingrained they are into our society in so many different ways good bad or ugly it's just like again we were talking about the bachelor earlier the bachelor and the card they they are intertwined in our world in such a a crazy way that this is where we got to you know yeah and I am with you I'm a sucker for an origin story Mm -hmm. and it's I mean I feel like yeah working in mental health I look at almost every interaction now of like hmm why is someone the way they are or Mm -hmm. why would someone be showing up that way and yeah just even like going back around the OJ Simpson trial right? Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's where their father, Bob yeah. Kardashian became like, I mean, he was already a wealthy lawyer, but like, that's where he like exploded in the family. That's kind of initially where people knew of them. And then like the E reality show kind of came out of that. And I mean, obviously Kim was with Paris Hilton and mm-hmm. uh, all of that stuff, but yeah, it is fascinating to kind of see that evolution. I think I actually do remember watching the very first episode of the Kardashians. I don't yeah. know if that's when it came out, but it was when they were discussing her sex tape with uh, Ray J mm-hmm. and like, it's fascinating, right? Like that is their entry point into yeah. society yeah. and they monetize it. I mean, they're business women, like right. cannot take that away from them. I exactly. will hardly agree. Well, and I also think too, like, I mean, I know we talked about this over quarantine at one point, we text with like some of our friends at one point, like the Paris Hilton documentary, you know, again, another one of those or the Britney Spears documentary, you know, just like 
or the Whitney Houston documentary. I mean, these women are just wow. like, ah, uh, like chewed up and spit out by like the media, the the patriarchy, by the money, by all of it. And it's it's so devastating to see that in those certain times of our history to like our point that we said that like the mental health piece was not there you know like there was not there was not someone that was sitting there being like okay Britney Spears like things are going kind of crazy or like or there what or or people were thinking she was crazy when really she was getting followed every single place and like people were saying she was a bad mother or Paris Hilton feeling like she needs to like get new computers every time she has a new boyfriend and just like just not feeling okay in their own body and I I get it there will be people that listen to our podcast they're like okay but they did it to themselves like they decided to put themselves here but also okay it's kind of the same as like Abby and I started a podcast okay does that give us does that give people free range to like be total dicks and assholes no you know does that give people like free range to like tear us down and cut us up like no I mean I'm sure things like that could happen but it that it, that's not what should happen you know what I mean like all these artists are like fulfilling their dreams you know like they're they're waking up and saying like oh my gosh I want to sing you know like I want to stand in front of a million people and felt the best things about the Star Spangled Banner, you know, but they're not sitting here being like, wow, okay, I'm going to do that. But then later on, I'm not going to be able to like take a piss because someone's going to want to take a picture of me, you know, like, it's not like, it's just, they didn't sign on for that part, you know, like, yes, they signed on for things, but I don't know, you know? Yeah, totally agree. Um, Yeah, I... I did not know this is where the conversation would go. This is awesome. I mean, it went there. <laughs> Hashtag real talk. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess switching gears a little bit. Uh, so I'm super excited to talk about the Friends reunion. I've been itching to talk about it with anyone. D didn't didn't care about it. I watched. Uh, I saw, I mean, even like my coworkers, I, some of them do watch it, but I just haven't had a good one-on-one talk with anyone. And I know Danielle, you and I love friends Mm -hmm. for all of its pros and cons historically and culturally, but what did you think? Um, so I, I, so funny enough, my, my thoughts with friends in general are kind of interesting because I love friends like so much, but originally when friends was kind of on, I wasn't, I I don't want to say I wasn't really into it from the jump just because like, it's weird because I am a person that like jumps onto trends of TV shows, but like, sometimes I'm kind of like, everyone wants to watch it. I didn't want to watch it. But then other times I'm like, I need to watch it. So I wasn't like fully into it, um, like growing up per se, but then like, I, I sat in my living or I sat in my friend's living room and watched like the series finale, like the whole nine yards. So I caught up. I just wasn't like fully into it originally. And then um, two of our really good friends, like Haley and Sarah, they were super, super obsessed with it. Um, it was your song when we walked in at your wedding. It like, was. Yes. Oh all those things. So, I mean, I definitely, and like, I have another friend, Nicole, who like literally has it like in the background of her every single everyday life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, 
in general to make a make an answer to a long-winded answer is I did yeah exactly I did love it like I thought it was amazing I thought like there's a lot of hate on it in certain ways because people think that it was very like scripted or it was weird or like people look look fake and all those things but I thought it was definitely like a really good wrap-up you know what I mean I think it was like I think it was very wholesome I think it was kind of one of those things where obviously once again like friends was such a huge part of our pop culture and for so many different reasons so I think it was really cool that we've went through 2020 and into 2021 went through so much shit and then it's like wait and then we had a friends reunion like (laughs) friends fans have been talking about this reunion for years upon years upon years and then here it is it's there like it happened so I just think that that's so cool and the fact that there's so many like guest stars and like I mean I felt like Joey was kind of me in the scenario where I feel like when when we have reunions with our friends I like bring up the like oh my gosh remember when this happened and all these people are like what oh my god I forgot about that like I felt I felt very connected to Joey in that moment you know so I mean there's a lot of things I can say about it but like what what how did you feel about it no I definitely feel it was just it brought back so many memories because I did watch the show when it was first on um, because it was my mom's favorite show. Mm-hmm. And so when new episodes would air, like we would watch it or um, it, it was just, it was in, it was in our household all the time. Like I just remember my mom laughing, hysterically loving Phoebe um, mm-hmm. because her quote growing up was dare to be different. And Phoebe was that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just the jokes were, always in it, it just going on like I knew I could reference friends right. <laughs> and the other shows that we watched even like in college when like you know you could buy series of DVDs like I got my mom all t- all seasons for Christmas and I thought I was the best daughter ever because <laughs> I bought <laughs> like a hundred dollar yes. gift for my mother at 19. <laughs> You were a baller. Uh, I mean, like I was a baller. Yeah. Uh, but and she rewatched like when I got that for her, she rewatched it from beginning to end. Like it friends is just so awesome. And like I still laugh to this day, the pivot episode. Yes. It's so fucking funny. And I've cursed now how many times? <laughs> I, I'm it's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm getting it all out because I can't curse in front of Eli. So <laughs> yeah, I I just loved, you know, seeing them come together, like reminisce, right. On like behind the scenes things or bloopers. I also loved seeing how many diverse people loved friends. Like they had Malala on there. She loved people from different countries, like celebrities, non-celebrities. And I think that is a testament, like, right. Cause I mean, yeah, it's been barked as like, it's yeah six white friends (laughs) yeah I was gonna say it's funny that you bring up that point because like I mean I have family members that really do not like friends um Mm -hmm. because it 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 doesn't have diverse characters in it so I also see it from the other standpoint you know where it's again like you said like it is six white friends but like in general there's a very diverse audience but it's definitely it's definitely something that was very different. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily like 
it wasn't necessarily open to all audiences, but it is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to extract it in that comfort. way. It's like comfort. It's like a comfort watch, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I mean, I'm that person who, if I love something, I like <laughs> divulge in it completely. Like, my love for Saturday Night Live. I've read books on Saturday Night Live. I've read all the memoirs of all the castmates. I read a book about friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was someone going through like the seasons and just like, going through the pros and cons, like socially, culturally. And it was so fascinating. And yeah, like even like Monica's apartment, like everyone wanted that apartment growing up, but like, it is not realistic that someone who was a chef and then a waitress at a coffee shop could afford something like that. Yeah. Um, And yeah, just the, the diversity, right. Only being a majority almost all white, mm-hmm. uh, white people, maybe guest stars here and there. Uh, but even like their take on social, like social events, cultural events, like 9-11, like that mm-hmm. show was on in 9-11 and they mm-hmm. never addressed it. And in the book I was reading, it was really fascinating. They were debating, you know, should we, you know, do something in the show? And they decided that because people turned to friends for comfort, they wanted to continue that. But what they did is I think in the show, Matt LeBlanc, Joey wore an, I love New York shirt. Like, well, also, um, didn't they draw something on the whiteboard? Like in, um, I think so. Joey mm-hmm. Chandler's, um, place. Okay. So that's very interesting. I mean, I'm not trying to like go off of friends cause we'll come back to it, but like, it's no. very interesting that you say that because it is a comfort show. So like not bringing in those, um, really large cultural events, it really helps people just kind of like stay very present in the show. How, what I think is very interesting is, okay. So now this year we've went through a pandemic, like all those things, basically all major shows that were on ABC were reliving the the COVID and the pandemic. And I mean, like Grey's Anatomy, The Good Doctor. I mean, they were legitimately in hospitals, like yes. showing you. And I know I was really, really excited because I love those shows, but I, there was points in time where I was feel like I was having like a PTSD moment where I was like, oh my God, this is, this is too much. Like, I, I don't know if I want to like be watching. The, it was too real because it was supposed it's, to it, be, uh-huh. you, you know, so I, I commend friends for not doing that, but it's also kind of like, would I have been okay with it at that time being 9-11 and okay with them showing it? Mm-hmm. And like now COVID was just so extreme because it happened everywhere. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, is it, is that like what I'm feeling with it? Cause obviously like New York that happening it was so devastating and tragic for New York and it was so devastating for our country, but it was, it seemed a little bit more isolated in the sense that it's like, it didn't, it affected everyone. Like, I I don't want to say this in a bad way, but you know, but like COVID was literally like fucking took out everything, you know, like, so I don't know if that's where it's like, I maybe would have not wanted to see it on air. I don't know. You know, like I, I feel indifferent about it. Yeah, I definitely still, right, I'm watching Grey's Anatomy. Um, another show I'm, I really love, but it is intense, is A Million Little Things, um, which already pre-COVID, right, deals with suicide, mm-hmm. mental health. And yeah, then adding co- adding COVID and adding, um, like, they 
a recent episode. They brought in a lot of the episodes, actually. Grey's Anatomy and that show um, talked about George Floyd. And this is us. Brought that in. Thing. And mm-hmm. this is us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. That, that show, too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I do feel like I watch a lot of, yeah, heavy-hitting <laughs> shows. That I think that's why mm-hmm. Friends is a show that people will always turn to or like shows like that mm-hmm. because they're feel good like hell, I just had a dental cleaning and the, my dentist has like oh you can pick like from shows like that they have dvds on and I usually pick that 70s show but they had friends in I was like oh yeah leave friends in cool uh <laughs> and so I mean it's just it was just funny I'm like sitting there getting my teeth cleaned giggling at the episode and it was the episode where ross gets married a second time and then says rachel's name (laughs) yes oh my gosh okay can i tell you my favorite quote of that show i mean it's it's at the end when he's like did she get off the plane did she get off the plane she's like i got off the plane i mean i can't i can't like i just it still gives me like like these like moments of just like full romantic bliss you know (laughs) it's like I got off the plane. I got off the plane. Like, I can't. Like, tell me, uh, it, took, it took you there. It took you there. Just me saying it. It took you there. I feel it. I see I got, it. I got more goosebumps. Yep. You, you can the, see them in You got the goosies? The goosies is what they The goosies. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. I mean, yeah, overall, it was just really fun to, again, I think relive our childhood, relive mm-hmm. happy times. Yeah. Uh, and just think of, yeah, being in a uh, preteen, early teenager watching that with my mom and laughing hysterically. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the things that I thought was really interesting that um, I think David Schwimmer was saying this where he was like, yeah, like, you know, we really went through so much on that show and, you know, we all went our separate ways in different senses, but when we were at a party or if we were at a dinner or something like that, he's like, if we saw one another, if we saw someone that came in, he's like, everyone that we were with just kind of knew we need, we need to have this time and we need to connect and we need to bring it together. And I think that that's so special. You know, I think that that's great. And like, who knows, maybe it's fucking fake shit because like they, they know me, the person who's like, oh, I'm just hanging on to the every word. Who knows, you know? Yeah, but, it's, it's that exclusive club you want to be in. Exactly, right? like, exactly. But I do feel that mimics a lot of our friendships. Mm-hmm. Like if, I mean, we're all over the country now, but if any one of us were in the same like space or in the same town, like getting together, of course it's, like the greatest thing we've, we've shared a lot of years and memories too, but yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I'm going to be the hopeless romantic and say that it's not fake because yeah. I mean, you see like Jennifer Aniston and Courtney Cox posting photos. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And while like Ross, the character of course is like super annoying looking back on it now, who knew that we would like tie this all together. Cause David Schwimmer plays Ross played Bob Kardashian. Yes. In the People versus OJ. Wow. Wow. Look at this freaking connection. I mean, I also, 
I also think it was really cool to watch it like in our 30s. Like I think it's I think it's a very interesting thing to watch like the reunion in our 30s because like that's what they were like portraying. And I mm-hmm. think it was really interesting to now look at it and watch it from that lens to be like, oh, this is how they were growing up. And this is because I mean when Friends came out originally, we I mean I was in high school, you know, and it, or not it when when it came out originally, I was not in high school. But I mean okay. when it finished uh, we're not no, that different in age. But, yeah, <laughs> when it finished, I was in high school. But you know what I'm saying? So like we were watching something that wasn't really our reality, you know, whereas now when you watch it, it's kind of like, oh oh my gosh, they're going through different job struggles and dating struggles and marriages and all those things and so it, it's so different to watch dating it now in your friend group exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and so there I think are. it's so it's again it's very fascinating and it makes it become very generational and th- those those tv shows that you grew up with are they stick with you even though you might not you know resonate with them as much anymore but you're still like oh my gosh I remember that like that's crazy you know yeah oh so much fun to relive yes friends and our just past yeah Mm -hmm. this I mean every week man who knows next week we'll have many more topics I'm sure too yeah who knows we might be talking okay so one thing this is totally random and I I realize this because you have a child so like I think I think you'll get you'll get on the same page with me about okay so have you used um slime or like a a putty like substance in a while like this sounds this it sounds like an absolutely crazy question that I'm asking you but have you (laughs) like what like gack like the silly slime things have you used that in a while if not that's totally fine but I'm just asking um so Eli loves like sensory like sensory toys we use like water beads um play-doh um D did get him slime for Christmas and we immediately regretted it because it has stained our carpet okay so that was my question (laughs) so like (laughs) so I was just wondering if you yes I was wondering if you've used that in a while because so I, I was babysitting for this child. So I, it's a long story, but anyway, so like this, whatever. So um, he was playing with the slime thing and, or not thing. Cause obviously I know what it was, but he was like, Oh, let's play with the silly slime. And I instantly had this memory of just like, oh shit I remember this stuff is like really really messy. And he was like, let's play. And I was like, Oh my God. And like, I'm ugh, like, I instantly was like, why? Yeah, I instantly was like, why was this a toy of our childhood? Because I remember having slime and gack and like those type of things. Like, not necessarily the putty, but like, I remember having slime and gack and being like, eh, blah, blah, blah. but like, that shit was everywhere and it was on my hands and it was on the, the books and shit. And I was like, what is happening right now? I was like, yeah, the is slime is the worst kinetic sand is great mm-hmm. because yeah it, one it doesn't dry out and two kind of stays and if you get it somewhere you can like easily clean it up whereas like yeah that slime gack you cannot clean yeah. it up and I think my mom like I know she like she just wouldn't get me stuff if mm-hmm. it was super messy like 
because I love Play-Doh. Eli loves Play-Doh. And yeah. my mom, every time I like show her, I was like, oh yeah, Eli got it. She's like, oh, that stuff never lasted. Like she always just threw it away if she found it. Like she hated it because it would just be everywhere. Well, and it turns into like rocks when basically yeah. it like hardens. So it's just kind of like you have this yellow stupid tube with like a rock in it basically. <laughs> which is why, yeah, which is why the kinetic sand is nice because it doesn't dry out. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but I did remember Silly Putty a lot because I think I just liked, because you could push it on stuff and then it would like imprint. Yeah. Like whatever design you had on it. I don't know. Well, and he was making oh, fun of children. me. Yeah, well, he was making fun of me because he's like, you're not cleaning this up very well. And I was like, oh, but I mean, like, I'm trying. Like, yeah. what, is, what is this? How old was this kid? Five. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, okay, he's like Eli's age. Like, I mean... <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say X nay on the slime. Oh yeah, it's real bad. I was like, this is I'm not doing this again. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. This it was a weird tangent. I know. <laughs> no, no, this conversation was so much fun. Um yeah, I I don't know. Do you have a an Instagram versus reality to close this? Out? I mean, I do, but I feel like my Instagram versus reality is like a little harsh for like our light topic that we kind of <laughs> like. But I can, but it ties. I, in. I mean, okay, it ties in. Okay, so my I can Insta- add. I have like a funny. Uh, I'll. I'll. We can both do one today. Okay. Okay. So my Instagram versus reality. Um. So we were talking about friendships, right? So we just went down memory lane of like connection friendships like friends like all these things like knowing that people are humans and blah 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 so my biggest thing is um the the phrase let's catch up okay so you know we talked about like keeping up with the kardashians and like catching up with your friends so i think the biggest thing is just really being cognizant about when you say let's catch up, you know, because one, make sure you really mean it. And two, make sure like with your friends and with your family members, it's not about catching up necessarily. It's about staying present with your friends and staying present with your family members. Because if you, if you are staying present with them, you shouldn't have to necessarily catch up, you know, because you're not always going to know everything is happening in everyone's life. Like all those things. I get it. You're not, you're, you know, everyone lives a life. Like we all got things going on, but just really focusing. And again, like I said, being cognizant about your present relationships, you know, your present people in your life, whether they're in front of you every single day, whether they're thousands of miles away. Um, I think just like really think about that because sometimes it can be, very not necessarily hurtful but sometimes it can be very miscued in a sense where it's not necessarily as genuine you know because I like I might want to catch up with you someone might want to catch up with you but in all reality I just want to hang out with you I just want to talk to you I just want to enjoy your presence I just want to enjoy a phone call with you call text hang out like don't necessarily make it be something where it's like okay we gotta schedule a catch-up time no just fucking catch up with the people you know like just do what you gotta do to be what you gotta do I don't know what was that quote you shared with me earlier because that like 
I yeah. had to that for so, a moment. Yeah. And- so I had a therapy appointment once. My therapist basically like knocked me on my fucking feet. Um, so they're not on my feet because obviously I'd be standing. He knocked me on my ass basically. And he essentially told me that if you, if your friends, if you need to schedule, if your friends need to schedule things with you and if you constantly are scheduling your friendships then they're not really your friends and I I mean I'm just I'm just gonna put this out there again because it sounds so intense you know because we do live in a world where everything is scheduled I mean Abby and I were sitting here pulling up a calendar going down a list of being like okay when should we have a guest when should we do this blah blah blah. so I'm not saying throw all schedules out the window I'm not saying that because we do have lives we do have responsibilities we do have all those things but like if you want if you want to have friends with people you just have friends with people like take it back to the small when you're a, a younger child and you had things to do but you could hang out with anyone or you could do whatever you want you still had responsibilities you still have to go home you still have to brush your teeth you still have to go to school you still have to do all these things but like now we're in a world where it's like ooh, well let me like schedule my time that I can like hang out with you and like maybe it's not going to work for me for like a month or two but I'll eventually like hang out with you that's that's kind of a fucked up friendship you know because you should be able to call people. You should be able to text people. You should be able to hang out with people. And yeah, sometimes it doesn't really work because like schedules don't align, but you make the time for the people that you want to make the time for. And we all know that we do it. So the phrase catch up with, and like not catch up like Heinz, but like catch up with bunny quotes, it's it's just kind of bullshit. And like, I mean, I don't know. Right. Yeah. If I, cause when I, when you first shared that with me, I was like, it kind of knocked me off my feet because I'm like, Ooh, like, and wanting to get defensive. Yeah. But then I thought about it and I'm like, yeah, but my true friends, I do fit in however I can. Right. And, mm-hmm. and of course, like, we're not saying you can't take mental health days or be like cancel plans for whatever. Cause like, shit happens but yeah really thinking of of how you prioritize friends and like yeah reaching out like hey you want to catch up like well then you're obviously not like they're not a priority for you in that moment I don't know I get it I get it and yeah and it's harsh it's harsh it's intense and it's just kind of like it's not meant to be shitty like it really is truly like and I'm saying that as a person who like fucking loves people and I love talking to people I love hanging out with people and I'm not saying this about me directly either I'm just saying like a full a full moment to just think about it and be like you you really want to hang out with the people that you want to hang out with and you talk to the people that you want to talk to so like let's just be real about that shit (laughs) snaps to that Danielle and I can't snap so um well I do I kind of want to end on a funny note so we'll do that um so I have a brief Instagram versus reality so uh mine goes out to like sponsorship ads so ever since we started like sharing the podcast And even when I just like post things on my own personal Instagram, I've seen more recently, I've been getting a lot of like message requests from like, Hey, brand ambassador, like we work for whatever brand ambassador, yada, yada, yada. And cool. Like, I think that's great to like 
work with people, maybe, yeah, make money on the side. Not, not dissing that. What I'm dissing <laughs> is the specific one I got literally right before we started recording. And I will just share it with you all. So <laughs> I had a message from a random person who also only has one follower. So then I also am like, what is this? I don't get it. But the company that they reached out to me was at Smooth My Balls on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, the message is, looked over your profile. Seems like you're a great fit and they're interested in working with you. And it's exactly what the account sounds like. It's a men's grooming thing. Yeah, I was going to say, is it like a ball trimmer or something? Yes, it is. A grooming. (laughs) And what I want to say, and this is probably spam, so maybe that's my Instagram versus reality. It's like, if you're really wanting to, like, work and be a brand ambassador with someone, that's cool. But these stupid spam (laughs) accounts messaging me randomly and saying that my profile fits someone to work with. Smooth my balls on Instagram. Like, shut, shut the front door. Like, what the hell? What, what, am, what is my? Shut what? it down. Shut it down. Like, fucking smooth like, my balls. What? <laughs> like, what is my profile screaming that this company thought I would be a good fit? <laughs> so that. <laughs> yes i can't it's one of those it's really know your audience (laughs) who knows maybe next week we'll come back with an ad for smooth my balls oh yeah i mean if you really think about it our phones are listening to us right now so i mean we're gonna freaking get like a fucking amazon spam that's like hey here's this personal broker ball trimmer that has five reviews and the first review says it looks great (laughs) it's something stupid i don't even know just probably stop this podcast where i say something crazy thanks everybody for listening to us rant uh and we're out Ah.